A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Kitchen Garden offers down-to-earth advice from the finest minds in gardening to make sure you get the tastiest produce from your plot. Packed every month with hints and tips on growing your own fruit and veg, it's perfect for beginners and experts alike. We have seven different offers available exclusive to our podcast listeners, so there's something for every budget. And don't forget that all subscribers are eligible to sign in to our subs club on the Kitchen Garden website. So go to www.classicmagazines.co.uk forward slash KG229 for all the details. Hello and welcome to episode 24 of the Kitchen Garden podcast. And we're here going through the the latest issue of the magazine. I'm here with uh, Emma Rawlins. Hello. And Tony Flanagan. Hello. And we're just flipping through and seeing what there is in store this month. Um... And uh, I'm going to start with one that I wrote, actually, <laughs> which is uh, I've been growing some different sorts of kale this year, um, lots of different colourful ones. So they're good enough for the flower border as well as eating. Um, there's a couple that I was, I was lucky enough to be given some seeds last year, um, so these are available for the first time this year. Um, really nice one called Emerald Ice, which I've been growing, which is sort of green with uh, lots of white in the leaves as well. Although I have to say earlier on, it, it didn't look like it was going to get any white in the leaves, but it's, it's as they mature, they seem to take on the colour. Um, so that's very nice. Another one called Midnight Sun, which is looking really good at the moment. Really dark, sort of cerise pink. Uh, what do they taste like? Same as any other kale, really. Up there, <laughs> they're supposed to be a bit sweeter, actually, those two, Midnight Sun and Emerald Ice. They're very nice to look at, though, aren't they? Yeah. Yes. Uh, you know, flowers and yeah, they are. And I sort of found that if you grow them amongst other things, the pigeons are a bit confused and don't seem to get at them quite so much. Mm. Although the um, cabbage wise seem, seem to find did, them okay. Did you let them? Or? Um, I didn't. I thought I'd just let them see so, how they, yeah. they got on. Because I did the same last year with some other kale, and although they got nibbled by the caterpillars, the pigeons mm. didn't find them and um, mm. they grew through it. So they were absolutely fine by the winter when all the pests had gone. Yeah, so trying those. Oh, another one called Red Devil as well, which um, hasn't got an awful lot of colour when you look at it in the magazine, but since then, a few weeks later on, the, the, um, the ribs in the leaves are much redder now. I wonder whether the cold weather will get even deeper red. Yeah, maybe. 
Yeah, because you know, get that with some other things, don't you? Mm. It gets chicory and stuff when it gets colder. So hopefully, but um, yeah, so one for the flower border as well as the veg pot. Good in pots too. Yeah, yeah very nice. Good in pots. Yeah, so what have you been up to in this one? Well, I've got a lot in the, uh, this issue on uh, salad, salad leaves, mm. including lettuce. We've got a feature by Rob Smith on lettuce, heritage varieties, no less. Mm. And there's uh, some very unusual named heritage varieties of lettuce. <laughs> and my favourite has to be fat, lazy, blonde. Apparently it's, a sort of a, it's an old French variety. Uh, well, French butthead style. Um, with, but apparently it's not edited anything to do with a person, really. Oh. No, no, not really. Well, it's supposed to sort of describe the traits of the plant. Oh. So it's kind of a big, big, big sort of head. So that's why they call it fat. And it's oh, a bit yeah. slow to bolt, which is why they call it lazy. Mm. And the leaves are apparently very, very light, very pale, hence the blonde. Yeah. So it's not really related to any ladies out there. Mm. Um, which is probably quite good, really. But it's quite it's a very interesting feature on lettuce. I mean, it's kind of... It's a little thing I didn't realise, was that lettuce contains um, lactuca, which is a sort of... It comes particularly found in the wild lettuce, but it's an extract that helps... Um, or sort of helps you uh, sleep. Yeah. So they're sort of recommending you could... If you eat, eat a lettuce sandwich before you go to bed, you'll probably have a good night's sleep. Yeah, try that. Mm. So if you're having, suffering from insomnia, eat a whole head of lettuce. <laughs> You'll probably be awake all night with indigestion. <laughs> You'll wake up at lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah, it's very interesting, mm. very interesting feature. Mm. And then I wrote a, a little piece on um, sorrel, which you can use in, in salads as well. That's yeah. quite yeah. nice. It's a red veined sorrel. It's quite so so it's pretty sort of Add a few well, leaves it? to your mm. lettuce mm. salad. Mm. To, to spice it up a bit, very easy to grow. Uh, it's quite sort of sp- quite hot, sorrel, isn't it? I mean, I don't yeah, not want too many, would you? Little, little the, the younger leaves are the better ones. Mm. Uh, I've also got one in the garden, which is a very, very um, silvery leaf, oh, and uh, yeah. that's the uh, what sorrel silver shield it's called. Oh, I've seen that one. Yeah, it's very good for fish dishes. Mm. Sorrel, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. an attractive plant. Yeah. Okay. Especially the red vein ones. Yeah. Yeah, it is nice. Yeah, put that in the garden for a few years and it just pops up every yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, just recently, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Of course, once you've finished wheat crops, then we start to think about well, what do you do with the soil? And of course, mm. yeah. well, you need green well, manures. Over to you, Tony. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, uh, you've got your horse manures and so on, your animal manures, but. You know, think green manure. We've got a super article uh, by Ben Van Heems on growing green manures. And there's quite a few to choose from. In fact, there's lots and lots you can choose from. But they do benefit the soil a, a hell of a lot. Um, you know, it's one way of improving the structure of the soil. Um, you can blanket out weeds. Uh, you can protect the soil during the winter from bad weather, lots of rain and cold. And uh, it's also good for fixing nitrogen in the soil. It's obviously good for good for yeah, growing. Yeah. Um, we did, I mean, a little experiment ourselves, didn't we? And uh, grew a few yeah, different yeah, ones yeah, just yeah. to see how they did. Um, 
And ones we tried were crimson clover, almond oh, caliente right. mustard, phacelia. Now some of them are really pretty, like phacelia. Yeah, that's mm. lovely blue flower, isn't it? Yeah. And the bees adore. Bees love it, you know. Yeah. And they're all over it. And uh, one I particularly like was crimson clover, which is, you know, obviously mm. bright crimson flowers that come out. Um, they all have different effects. I mean, you can sow them sort of April through to, to September. But there was, uh, if you want to do some overwinter ones, you can do field beans, which field beans, sorry, not field beans, field beans, <laughs> which are good for breaking up the, the, the soil if it's, okay. if it's, if it's hard. Um, and you know, once they've flowered, you can sort of dig them into the soil, and then all the goodness that they have, you know, enriches that that soil that you have. So green manures, you know, certainly I'm going to put some some in this, this winter. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you can just grow them just for just a couple of inches high, can't you? Then dig them. Mm. Yeah. If you yeah. didn't want to wait that long, because yeah. it still yeah. adds material to the soil, doesn't it? Even yeah. if they're very young. Yeah, yeah. Probably easy to dig in when they're tiny as well. Well, much easier, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, you yeah. don't want to leave them for too long, otherwise it's uh, difficult to chop up all the old stems. Used to use an old lawnmower on them if yeah. uh, they got that bad in the past. Well, it's, I mean, the good thing about them is, it's, you know, if you particularly find it hard to lift barrel loads of manure, and mm. that's quite a hard work, it's, isn't it? It's really hard work. Yeah. 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 Whereas this is like a packet as light yeah. as a packet of seeds. Yeah. Isn't it? Just spread them it it so easily. You just you know, spread yeah. them, a little bit of compost over them and they're up in no time. Yeah. There's a little bit on the caliente mustard saying that um gets rid of some of the pests, doesn't it? In the oh, yeah. in the yeah. soil a bit of a fumigation effect and uh, things like earworms, I think, potato earworms, that sort of thing. Yeah. You'll get rid of those. Yeah, so very useful. I always tend to forget to, to sow, but I really must remember this time this winter. Much better than leaving the soil bare. And we've got another, some other nice features. Well, I think one of my favourites is the pruning one this month. Because mm. it just makes it seem so easy. Yeah. If you can count to three, you can prune an apple tree, basically. <laughs> yeah. And even I can count to three, so. Well, people get very hung up on pruning, don't they, and worried about it. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be that complicated. No, not at all. So, yeah, I read that. Shot out and summer pruned my apple trees, and it, was, uh, it seemed a lot easier somehow. Yeah, there's one on artichokes um, from Sue Stickland, which uh, you know I was really interested in because um, having grown some uh, artichokes the last couple of years, I'm not mm. sure what I think about them really. All the taste. Yeah. I think they're fantastic, uh, you know, ornamentals really. Yes. But they're a lot yeah. of work, aren't they? If you, you know, well, food you, get a lot, you get a lot from them, don't yeah. you? Yeah. But they're, they're, a, they're a, a, a quite a beautiful plant in a way, aren't they? Especially when they flower. And oh, yeah. yeah. Purple. Yeah. Thistle heads. Yeah, so preparing them is a bit of an art, isn't it? Knowing which bits to eat and which bits not yeah. to eat. Yeah. Yeah. But you get the hang of it. So. They've got cardoons, which are, again, mm. a bit. Well, you can blanch the stems, don't you? You blanch the stems of those to eat those. Mm. Stems are Never had them. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I've not tried it, so. Probably an acquired taste. I've got a nice plan for making your own herb box, which is quite handy. Yeah, Have I like that, yeah. Herb sat out behind the, uh, by the back door, so through the autumn and winter, if the weather's bad. It's blowing over, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Nice yeah. yeah, nice neat little project, that. She could probably do in an mm. afternoon, I'd say. 
little bit on um, growing mushrooms as well, which mm. uh, you know yes. you buy kits, but this is actually doing it properly. Oyster mushrooms. Yeah, yes, that's quite interesting. Yeah, yeah growing from scratch, taking sort of a straw, mm. inoculating the straw, and then bagging it up, and uh, well, it needs to be quite warm, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you've got to sort of get the sterilisation right, haven't you? But it's only yeah. case of boiling it, which is only yeah. boiling the water, but once you've yeah. done that. Yeah, she says the familiar button mushroom's not the easiest ones to grow, so. No, I've tried always to grow them always. Not always gone well. Yeah, you've probably had as many fail as, as grow, but um, they look a lot easier. I'll have to give those a try. And then Joyce Russell's uh, got a nice feature here on growing grapes, which uh, again always seems really complicated at first, but um, could be easier really. Pruning is certainly very easy, because um, you do need a nice warm summer to, to get them to, to ripen, um, if you want them for eating, but if you want them for wine it's not so bad. Then Joyce is growing hers in a polytunnel, so that's always a, a good idea, isn't it? Helps, and and it? planting them outside, mm. but then bringing the, the actual top growth oh into yeah, the tunnel. That's clever, isn't it? Yeah. So you get the yeah. benefit of the wet and the rain and the moisture. That's right, yeah. Uh, on the, at the roots. Yeah, lots of manure, she's saying, lots of well rotted compost on the manure to keep the roots moist. Yeah. I've got a strawberry grape which is doing okay, that seems to grow all right outside and fairly reliable but um, yeah, I find most of them are better in, inside in a tunnel without summers. <laughs> yeah, so that's a, a brief roundup of what we've got in the magazine there. Um, obviously there's a, there's a lot more as well so um, do make sure you, you have a look, plenty of uh, Plenty of other things in there. Nice uh, product trial from Tony on secateurs, which is is very good. So read that before you go out and buy any more secateurs. So thank you very much for for listening. And goodbye again from the team. Bye. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.